Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Monster Baby Podcast. <laughs> this is a curious romp through the worlds of mindfulness and improvisation, and we are your co-hosts. I'm Ted DeMaison. I am Lisa Rowland. And you might know that already, but if you don't, those now are our know. names. Yeah, now you're That's, informed. Now you know. Uh, yeah, and today, surprise, surprise, we're talking a little bit about how we're dealing with quarantine pandemic times what the hell is going on shelter in place stay yeah, at home but, but we the i would say the centerpiece of this is the is patricia's wisdom which is which i found really wonderful to talk about i really i really enjoy talking about that and by patricia you mean our teacher patricia ryan madsen author of improv wisdom yeah we so, took a little blog post that she wrote about about this time and, and sort of went with that and we're also celebrating our fourth anniversary of the Monster Baby podcast. So, you know, if you want to grab a glass of wine, pull up, you know, celebrate with us. Glad you're with Glad you're here. And, uh, Indeed. Hope you, we, yeah, we just mainly hope you're doing okay out there. Mm. And, uh, yeah, in whatever flavor that is showing up for you. So thanks for joining us, and we're happy you're spending your time with us. Yeah, hey, in the last couple episodes, you've ended the episode with a, a Care Bear was it Cher? Stare. Care Bear Stare. Care Bear Stare. Maybe we just start this one with a Care Bear Stare so you can just sort of know that there's love coming to you. Right now. Right now. Even as we get into the episode, it's coming to you. Happening from my belly to yours. Okay. All right. <laughs> belly to belly. Here we go. Monster Baby Podcast. <laughs> Off you go. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Lisa Roland special. <laughs> we, we've pivoted. Everybody's pivoting these days. We're all pivoting, trying to figure out what the heck is going on with our lives. It's all we can do. And last episode, I had prepared some things. I came with a little bit of an agenda. Today, we are turning the tables. That's entirely inaccurate. What do you mean? It's completely... Turn to me? Well, no, it's not that you have an agenda. It's that we're gonna we're gonna go your mode. We're going we're going rolling style. Oh, I see. Okay, I was like, I don't have anything. I don't know what. No, but we're going in blind. Exactly. We're unprepared. That's how you like it, least. That is how I like it. Okay. We've got we've got at least one overarching feature to this episode. Yeah. And it's I want to offer you a congratulations and a thanks and An whatever acknowledgement. Else we offer, acknowledgement. This is our fourth anniversary episode. Yeah, yeah. We've been doing this for four years now. The 20th of April, 2016 was our first episode. Is that right? That is correct. So that's pretty cool. That's correct. And here we are. It's going to be about the 20th, approximately the 20th when this thing comes out. Yeah. Imagine that. Here we are in a pandemic. <laughs> happy, fourth an- happy fourth anniversary. So much has happened in these four years. Back in 2016, remember those good old days? Wow. Here we are in these good old days. Yeah. I, the, the question of how the future will look back on these days is interesting and open. That, and that, yeah. One of these, what do we call them? Um, <laughs> like this is some real vocabulary reach. Life-changing events. Yeah, seems, seems so. Seems so. <laughs> I... I'm trying to think of how many of these events have I been through? 
Oh, I don't think these events, I mean, I mean, I guess you went through the 1989 earthquake. That was one. But that's the Bay Area. That was the Bay Area. And 9-11, I would, I would call one of these. Yeah. Where but like again, the whole. Like the, like the crazy thing is how global this is and how it affects everyone. It affects right. everybody's day-to-day life. Yep. Which was not true about those things. That's they true. Were, they were dramatic and they were they were significant. And if you were in the middle of it, my God, it totally rocked your world. And even if you weren't, it was like sort of this psychological shift and historical right. shift. But like, this is different. Yeah. It's it different. Really, it's so monumental. Yeah. By all metrics, it's different. By the length of time, it's different. Like the, the, the reach of how many people it's affecting is different. It's mm-hmm. just, yeah, it's wild. I've been thinking a lot about how we're trying to process so much change right now. Yeah. You know, so mindfulness, improvisation, great. These are both tools that are awesome for helping cope with change and maybe two of the best out there and integrating and staying nimble and and ready and resourceful. And yet it feels like the internal systems are completely overwhelmed. Totally. Totally. The volume of change that's trying to be processed is like, nope, the factory's backlogged. We can't process that much change. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. There are just times when it's like, I hate this. And I can tell myself all the stories of like, there's opportunity. There's opportunity and look for there's, the gifts and right. things are available right now that weren't before. And this, what a generative time. And it's true. There are, those things are true. And also, I'm done with this. <laughs> You know, yeah. I'm done with yeah. it. I don't like it. I, and I'm desperately wanting the, you know that scene, did you see Frozen? Yeah. You know the scene where they're like, we're going to have the coronation ball. And so we're, that song that goes, for the first time in forever, there'll be music, there'll be light. And it's like about it bringing, like inviting people into the into Arendelle again. Mm-hmm. And there's mm-hmm. going to be music, and it's going to be fun, and there's going to be people, and it's going to be lively because forever it's been just dead because nobody's been allowed because what's her name can freeze people without understanding what she's doing, right, or, or something. And I want the reopening to be like that. I want it to be mm-hmm. like, and everybody run forth from your apartments and go out to dinner and have fun and joyfully connect with each other. And it's not going to happen that way. The streets are alive with the sound of loving. Not going to be. Sure. Nope. Yeah. No, it's not going to be. It's not going to be. I wish. And nope. so anyway, anyway, all that is to say, I, I, I listened to a Brene Brown podcast recently. Mm. This morning, in fact, and she talked about something that really feels so real to me, which is she said we've we're in a place where we need to settle the ball. She said, "Ball, ball, ball, yeah, hmm. ball, settle the ball." She said her kids played soccer, and there would be oh. a time when it's like you kick the crap out of the ball, and somebody else gets it, like it lands on their chest, but they just like knock it out. It's sort of like being battered around instead of bringing it down, like settling it, settling the ball, bringing it down, like catching it and then get regaining control over it mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. so that you can direct it somehow mm-hmm. instead of just reacting. And I feel like we are in a time right now of going from reaction to settling the ball. Like, right. And the way that she described it was that she was like, when you're in crisis mode, there is something 
you're in an adrenaline state. And so it's, it's scary and unsettling, but it's also driven and motivated. And like, we are doing, it's engaging and it's, there's, it's this sort of productive energy. Mm-hmm. And now, and we can't live there. And so now we are tired. Right. Cause it's adrenal. Yeah. It's adrenal yeah. draining. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so now we're out of that. We can't stay there. And so we're, we're tired. Right. And now I so feel this. We are no longer bridging a short-term situation. We are, uh, now we are adjusting to a new normal. Right. And. Well, just, or a new, <laughs> I don't even know if it's like, it's so far I mean, it, from. It's, but it's, it's so far from what that normal was. Right. But it's a new, what we can expect, like we can expect life to feel this way. For a while. From yeah. day to day, for a while, for, for a while. So now we adjust to that. Like we're, it's, we're no, there's no bandaid to put over this time. We just, this is what life is going to feel like for a while. That's what I mean right. by new normal, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so it requires something different. It's like, okay, I'm going to stop talking about how crazy this is. Cause it's like, yeah, well, every day. It's, this is what it is. Yep. And like, I don't want to shut my feelings down about that, but I can't be in constant, whoa, I can't believe it because I need to live my life, you know? Yeah, yeah. And and Bats needs to live its life and become a virtual theater company. And we need, you know, just like we're all in this place of, okay, we've got to settle the ball. That's one of the things that I've been thinking about when I was mentioning that we're going through this like colossal change and it feels like it's blowing our systems out so much. And yeah. so like you're saying, we just have to sleep more than we normally would sleep. And yet we are doing it, right? There's something about the resilience of humanness that, okay, we're making the changes the best we can yeah. and kind of hanging in there. Right. You mean, you and, mean like we are distancing and we are masking and we are... Yep. And people who are struggling financially are doing their best to find a way through and people who are sick are doing their best to find the way through and yeah and people who can help are doing their best to find ways to help yep it's just like people are doing the things they need to do yeah even with all that emotional disturbance yeah you know we're sort of still hanging in there so it's fascinating that way great yeah fascinating that way and what you were describing just now is like the balance between yeah just accepting that reality is true and then also staying open to being able to shape what the future is going to be, not control it, but shape it. Yeah, make choices. Make choices. Make choices. Yeah. How do you want to be? Yeah. So, Ted, you, I am itching to hear this thing that you mm. mentioned that Patricia had posted. Mm. If that feels like an okay time. Sure. Well, okay. But before we get to that, let me share one other image that came up today. Yeah. It was really a kind of cool image that I thought maybe our listeners would enjoy hearing, which is that I got together with a bunch of my classmates from business school. Yeah. And one of them, one of my classmates, Robbie Baxter, sent a note out to the rest of us this week saying, hey, does anybody want to get together and just talk about big questions? What's on your mind? Thinking about what is, how is business going to transition? How are you doing with your family? What are you thinking about uh, innovation, emotional, mental health? And so about 40 of us showed up, maybe one ninth of our class, but a bunch of my dearest friends were there. It was so great to see them and to hear every, pretty much everybody chimed in. And it was really fascinating to hear everybody's perspectives. 
But there was one guy, a guy named Steve Pammon, who is who runs Beyonce's business, basically runs her tour company, her music company, that sort of thing. And he was talking about how he was really noticing all the little ways that people were helping each other in this process and how immensely grateful he was for that. Every little detail that somebody helped him figure out how to use Zoom or somebody helped him figure out where this is in the grocery store, whatever it was that he was working on. And he said, you know, it's kind of like the opposite of death by a thousand cuts. It's survival by a thousand blessings. Mm. And so he's just looking for these little micro blessings. I love that. He might have even said survival by a thousand micro blessings. Hmm. And I just, I thought that's a great image. Micro blessings is lovely. Yeah. To just like pile on these little tiny, little tiny things and add them up. And you're like, oh, yeah. You know, and it's, I don't, I don't remember if I've ever mentioned it on the podcast before, but it's something that my mom would call a joy dot. Ah, uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's like, it's a little, something good that happened. You just point it out. Boom. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. It's a little piece of positivity. Just a little. Build them up. Yeah. Build them up. And uh, it makes the world a better place. That's how he was holding on. was like noticing all these little micro blessings. I thought that was a cool image. So, okay. Well, so you mentioned this um, blog post that our mentor and teacher and dear friend, Patricia Ryan Madsen wrote. Yeah. Uh, on her Improv Wisdom page. And she talked about her perspective for, for this time. And she referred to some principles from a guy named Robert Poynton, P-O-Y-N-T-O-N, who is, as she says, is an applied improv wizard. Yeah. Um, and so she had modified his three instructions to say, number one, let go. Number two, appreciate more. And number three, use everything. And so she was talking about letting go as like letting go of trying to control the future, mm-hmm. trying to predict it, understand it, and make stories about it. Yeah. And that like her, so her advice was first to turn off the news and then second, take a deep breath and look around at the world you inhabit. And so like coming back into the present moment and substitute instead of saying i wonder what to say i notice yeah so what is it what's really around you and what are you seeing what are you experiencing in that in this moment um do you want to hear all three of them or you want to pause on that one well i'm having a thought about that one which is i think similar to uh, for instance a word association game or something it's really easy to be influenced by the things that come that came before your current the word that you're supposed to associate on, you know? So mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. the idea being in word association, a word is going around the circle and your job when it comes to you is to simply say the word that the, that, that the, the previous word immediately previous to yours, right. you think of, but it's really hard to mm-hmm. shut out all the words that come before that one so that it's easy for a sort of theme to arise and you're influenced by all of the words that came before the one directly in front of you. Yes. And so if it's like fish, boat, sea, then you're more likely to, uh, to contextualize sea as the ocean rather than sea as the letter or sea as, the, as like looking. Visual, yeah. Et cetera. And 
how, what an exercise in presence it is to say, I'm going to let go of everything that comes before this and just pay attention to the word right in front of me and really try to empty my mind of, of what else mm -hmm. was there. And in that way, this idea of letting go is not only letting go of the idea that you can control the future, but letting go of the past and letting, nice. letting go of the fact that when you wake up, it's so easy to, to immediately contextualize yourself as, no, myself as today is yet another day in a long string of days when I will not leave my apartment mm -hmm. and, or when I could, but I'll have, I have no place to be except mm -hmm. for in the chair in my living room and, and start out depressed. Interesting, right? Because of that. But if I can get really present Mm -hmm. And open my eyes on a new day and see it as it is instead of see it as it has been colored by all the days before it that I might have right. a better time of it, mm -hmm. actually. Mm -hmm. That I might, it's like the camera game, sort of like, oh, my job today is to notice what is here and what is beautiful. Yeah. What's the, what's the opportunity now? What's the opportunity now? Not, not, not in an it, like not let this day already be already have the story written about it mm -hmm. and that's hard mm -hmm. yep i wonder about but i like that we, i think that's we talked about it a little bit in our story episode about the momentum of our experiences yeah right so it's like there's part of me that i want that moment i want that through line i want a bit of through line i want yesterday to be coloring today to some degree although i also see this wisdom well, it's like, we want it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's always there. We can always go get it. Right. And maybe that's the thing is like, choose what you're like, like control your attention, control yeah. your attention, which is part of turning off the news and it's part right. of turning off the screens. And it's like, what are you? Yeah. Are you choosing to attend to the way today is going to be like all the last 24 days or right. are you choosing to notice today, full stop. And, and it's not like those days disappear and you'll never be able to remember them again. Or, you know, you won't be able to notice yeah. how this day is part of this more grand sweeping narrative that you're a part of. But, but man, sometimes that helps and sometimes it does not. Well, I, one of the ways I've been thinking about this is in like letting go of my, I don't know if it's attachment, I guess it must be, thinking that I need to be doing work. Mm-hmm. And on one level, I do. I need to make some money. It's not particularly urgent at this moment, but I want to keep my business going. Uh, but I haven't really been reading mm -hmm. this month. I haven't been playing guitar. I haven't really cleaned the house. Right. I haven't cleaned up the garage. Like, there's a ton of things that I actually think I would enjoy doing mm -hmm. if I really let go of having having to do stuff. Yeah. But I'm I'm a little scared of really letting go that way. Well, you're like a product of capitalism, right? And a and weird Puritanism and work yeah. ethic and yeah. It says productivity and work is sacred. Right. And I try to be financially responsible. <laughs> yeah. You know, so I and, and I'm a little bit I'm also a little bit resistant. I noticed when I first read this, that what Patricia wrote about letting go, that I was a little resistant because, as I mentioned a couple episodes ago, I think, maybe three episodes ago, that I'm really thinking about what does it mean to do responsible contingency planning 
for the future. And so that to imagine scenarios without fear and constriction, but with a sense of like, okay, what's possible? Let, let my present self take care of my future self in a way that feels healthy, responsible, good natured, smart, generous. Yeah. So that when I get there, like, yeah, thanks earlier, Ted. Right. Good on you. You know, so there's um, playing around with that. So that's the first principle. Let go. Great. You want to sing any more from Frozen for us? I don't think so. Okay. Just checking it. Do you? Uh, I don't know the song very well. Okay. <laughs> so I still have yet to watch Frozen 2. It's on my, it's in my queue. Mm. My, my nieces like it very much. Okay. I'm glad to have that recommendation. Yeah. Principle number two, Patricia said, was appreciate more. And so she was talking about how, because we're limited in our physical world, we're not going out as much and we're slowing down that it's a really good time to sort of take stock of practices that foster gratitude. She referenced Nikon, which we've talked about on the episode, but, uh, asking the question, what am I receiving from others? And so she's like, she got great customer service from somebody when she was setting up her domain name and um, the neighbors bringing them their mail from the post office and the UPS person is delivering things that they order online and nurses and doctors or, you know, whatever. So there's all those places. And so she's just talking about Noticing. Say just Noticing. Noticing and writing them down and adding to the list. And like that if you make a list of three things each day over the course of a month, you've got like a hundred things. Yeah. Close to a hundred things. And, and that um, noticing the good and praising it is a really great practice. And that, that sounds like the improv thing of, you know, everything your partner says is genius and, yeah. and celebrate it, make your partner look good and that, that sort of thing. Totally. Totally. And it's also survival by a thousand micro blessings. I mean, just start mm -hmm. counting your micro blessings. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's incredible that I can order things and that they arrive at my door. Right. It's incredible. It's phenomenal. Yeah. And there are people who are delivering them out there who would rather be at home. And I'm so grateful. Yeah. And it's incredible that restaurants are still happening and grocery stores are open and we have what we need. Like, it's amazing. Yeah. I hope this elevation of people doing that kind of work yeah. lasts. Right. Right. Because there's, there's an interesting social critique that suggests, you know, well, are we using the word, are we calling people, these people essential workers when we really mean they're expendable. Mm. It's like people who don't have the choice that they have to keep working. And so they're in these positions and like they have to put themselves in, in the face of risk. And a couple of times I've been into Costco in the last couple of weeks, people don't look as happy as the employees don't look as happily happy as they normally do. God, of course not. Right. Cause they're just so stressed and anxious and, oh, yeah. and, and people, some people being rude to them, you know, but there are also a lot of other people who are really lifting those folks up. I, in my neighborhood, there's a, a girl who posted in her family's window, this big sign that says, thank you to the, all the essential workers. And she's got like, grocery store people, postal carriers, and mm. she's got them all named and she's just got this big sign with balloons. And I think of everybody who walks by there sees that. It's such a cool, it's wonderful. Such a cool little thing. I also just want to mention something here. This also comes up with my, that podcast by Brene Brown that I listened to mm -hmm. that it's, there's a difference between gratitude and allowing gratitude to, to feel good 
and allowing positive thinking to bully your mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. grief. White, whitewashing the grief, yeah. Yeah, that the the maybe I've I don't know if I've mentioned the no. podcast, but this idea of the tyranny of positive thinking, yeah, of like so we haven't. I don't think we talked about that. Which which is a real thing. And I think it, for now it, it shows up a lot in, in the form of comparative suffering. This is what Brene Brown was talking about. Like, who am I to be like, who am I to be uh, sad and frustrated and angry at this situation when I have a, a job and I have a home and I'm healthy and there are people out there who are sick and there's people out there who XYZ who need to be out delivering and engaging in healthcare workers and people who are losing their loved ones and and who am I like how selfish of me to to be upset right. and she said this it really and and so the idea of of gratitude is not to say see you have no right to be upset look at all these people who are giving you things which is really mm-hmm. manipulative and mean it's mean mm-hmm. and it doesn't honor the fact that also this is hard mm-hmm. and Brene Brown said this really interesting thing she said the idea of comparative suffering and saying I can't feel bad because that person has it worse than me mm-hmm. is predicated on this idea that empathy is a finite resource and that if I'm spending it mm. on me I don't have it to spend on that person and if I'm spending it on that person who really needs it, I shouldn't be spending it on me. Mm-hmm. That it's a zero sum sort of like there's a, there's a, there are eight pieces of empathy. Right. And there are people who deserve them more than me. And so I've spent them all. And I, yep. that means I don't get any. And she goes, the thing is when you don't give yourself empathy, you lose, you like by, by, by being, a, by being profligate with your empathy. Am I be using that word right? Yep. Yep. Then you, you build your capacity for it. The more you use, the more there is. The, the more right. you express it, the more there is. The more empathy you have for yourself and the ways that this is difficult, the more empathy you have for everybody else. There, everybody yeah. gets some. And she goes, that's different than perspective. Like, it's important. Okay, good. Have, I'm glad she said that. Yeah, yeah right. it's important to have perspective and recognize that you may be having a really hard time. It's nice to recognize that, uh, that there are people who have problems that are life-threatening. And it right. doesn't mean that you don't get to feel bad. Right, but it's like if I'm if I'm gnawing on a bone of being really annoyed that you know I ran out of light bulbs mm-hmm. and I'm like just going on a rant and creating all this distress in my body, like well, let's get a little perspective here. Let's get some perspective. You're gonna be okay. I know it's it, and it is frustrating that you ran out of light bulbs and right. and we're all under strain. And yes, that sucks. So nobody's yeah. telling you that doesn't suck. Right, and perspective helps. Yeah, that makes good sense. So it was just, it was a, anyway, so in the, in the spirit of appreciate more, yes, absolutely. There's so much to appreciate. There's so much to be grateful for. It's also okay to be angry and sad. And hurting. Yeah. And hurting and grieving and mourning and wishing and, and just pissed, which I, yeah. Yeah. You're there sometimes. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I saw a graphic along these lines. It was like the four different levels of response. And if you're in the first, you know, not quadrant, but stage level, first yeah. stage, thank you. It was like, then you're feeling angry and sad and like hurting and pouting. And then if you're in the second, you're like taking care of your needs. And if you're in the third, you're looking out for the people in the fourth, you're like, what's possible? What can I create? And as though you know, don't linear, we all wanna... like, as though you move past one well, and then you're done. Well, ex- exactly. But the, the implication is like, Hey, everybody, let's live in this fourth world where we're just all, it's like, Hmm. 
Don't tell me what to do. Life is complicated. Like, and yeah, and sometimes it just sucks. And let yourself feel that for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just going to. It's just going to. It's going to suck sometimes. Right. The thing that the thing that has helped me in the sucky times. In the suckitude. Yeah, is like not trying to make myself not feel bad. And I will quote Patricia Ryan Madsen, a wise woman. Who said we're like meta quoting her? I know totally. She said, Life is quoting her to, to provide evidence <laughs> in support of her own essay. This is great, Patricia. We love you. We love you. <laughs> we love you. Um, she said, I had this written and up on my mirror for a while. It said, She said it in passing, Life is too short to waste it trying to feel good all the time, mm-hmm. which I love because a lot of people say life is too short to feel bad. Right. And she's like, no, of course you're going to feel bad sometimes. What you, like, who told you that life was going to feel amazing all the time? Like, it's too short to spend your time fighting the bad feelings. Just accept them and live your life. Cool. Accept that you're going to feel bad sometimes and live your life. And that's coming in very handy for me right now because there's times when it's like, I don't want to. Like, I'm just <laughs> yeah. done and I'm like, I don't, I don't want to adjust gracefully to this. Mm-hmm. It sucks and I hate it. And I just am going to be a little weepy today, you know? And mm-hmm. I live in that and I let it happen and I just do a puzzle. Right. And then usually I like call you. <laughs> and like over the course of our conversation, I like, I like extract myself from the couch. Right. And I've moved into a new phase. And then it's, I'm not just, you know, it's like I don't stay there for days and days and days. Right. But I let myself be there when I'm there, you know, like. Seems healthy to me. Yeah. Yeah. Seems healthy. Well, I'm glad I can be a resource. Yeah, you are. Yeah. Sometimes you're actually, you're good at that with me. You, I can call you if I'm feeling upset. You'd be like, you're like a cheerleader. Yeah. Like, go ahead. Feel that. Yeah. It's crappy. That yeah. sucks. I can't believe that person's a jerk. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Just like, I feel like you call me when you need to, when you're sort of angry and you need someone to like let you be angry. Yeah, it's, it's very helpful. Because you're not that. sometimes super good at letting yourself be angry, right? No, There's this like no. judgment call on anger. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So here's the third principle that Patricia referenced in this post, yeah. which is use everything. And she's saying she can't remember a, a more perfect time to bring creativity into play with everyday needs it's like so figuring out what to eat like do you have canned goods or frozen food in your refrigerator that you haven't touched in years yeah you know what are you gonna do with those spices and she's like took out a can of tomato soup and realized if she added tarragon that it actually tasted pretty good yeah <laughs> and, and a lot of people have started baking and i guess there's like runs on sourdough and yeast oh, yeah and there's no yeast there's no yeast. cinnamon were you telling me there's no cinnamon no anywhere cinnamon i can't get i can't find cinnamon I'm not yeah. looking very hard. Okay. So. Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, but then they're like disinfecting wipes. All right. Well, do you have old towels? Do you have old cloths? And can you use some sort of bleach or alcohol? Or, yeah. You know, so um, is this a time you can clear stuff out that you don't need anymore? Here's, here's my story about that. What do you got? I found something in my freezer. Oh, boy. It's a bag. It's a it's a plastic bag, like a Ziploc. A bag. It's a Ziploc bag. This is, like, this is sounds dangerous. Well, and it, I what it contains is unknown, but okay. probably five or more years old. Like I think sure. it's been in my freezer for sure half a decade. 
Yeah. And I just pulled it out last night and it is currently defrosting in my refrigerator. Oh, you, and you still don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. Mean, how would I have learned what it is? I don't know what it Mystery is. Mystery frozen item. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it looks like it's probably some sort of a soup or sauce. Uh-huh. It's not meat. I don't know. You know, I mean, it's like it's. Yeah, you're vegetarian. Yeah, I think it's like a like some sort of tomato based, judging by the color, soup sauce-ish thing. And I'm and so, (laughs) so this idea of like, well, look at what you got, see what you can use. I'm like, I I'm all right. I'm gonna explore this. I just read a really interesting article on expiration dates, Mm. and then most expiration dates are not like no, they're bad. It's just like. They're not the ideal taste by then. Yeah, like Best Buy, Best right. Buy Fused Buy. Yeah, and some things actually do last forever. Now, I went through and cleared some stuff out of my fridge, and I did throw away some mustard. Mm-hmm. And then this article I read that mustard lasts forever. So I didn't need to throw away my mustard. Mustard lasts forever. But it, it like it had been five years. I mean, I just don't often eat mustard. I When I have it, I like it. Yeah. Yeah. But... But it reminded me of the time when I got poison oak and I went to my medicine chest and I found some calamine lotion and it was literally 30 years old from when I was like in high school and it got in poison ivy. I had some calamine lotion. I was like, well, still pink. (laughs) Still smells like calamine lotion. Let's try it out. Yeah. (laughs) But Leo, I think maybe 30 years is probably... You can let Maybe it go. the active ingredient. We'll go back to we'll go back to principle number one. Let go. Let go. Let go of that. But I am I am gonna. I decided I may not end up eating this stuff, but I am gonna de defra. I'm gonna thaw it and see what it smells like. I'm curious. I'm gonna bet that it's not gonna be tasty. I mean, do frozen things like do things go bad while frozen? Well, it depends what you mean by bad. They might go tasteless. Really? They might lose their flavor. Yeah. Yeah, like a. A bread that's been frozen for a couple of years is not going to taste good. It's going to just—it's going to be kind of flat. Huh. Well, we'll find yeah. out, huh? <laughs> it could be anything. It reminds me of the Steve Martin joke. I mean, oh no, George Carlin—he talks about leftovers and how the word leftovers is such a sad word. Leftovers. <laughs> he says, like, you pull pull a leftover, and you're like, Marge, what is this? What is this in the in the fridge? She says, I don't know. What does it look like? And he says, eh, could be meat. Could be cake. <laughs> could be meat cake. I don't know. <laughs> hey, don't know if I want to eat that. Could be meat. Could be cake. That's great. That's like it's what your situation is reminding me of. Yeah. Yeah. Don't know. Orange, what is this? Soup. Probably tomatoey. Okay. There you have it. We're going to find out. So she uh, she says, you know, rather than just running off to the grocery store for the next little thing you need, maybe you like just see if you can find a substitute that works better. And um, But then another way of using everything is to, what are the available resources to continue taking care of each other? Mm. And so that's an improper principle. But to say, how can I get creative? Maybe I sit down and write a handwritten note or I call somebody or I Zoom, do a Zoom call with somebody. Those were her three, her three principles. That I she like was it. Thinking I like of. it. I, I will say there's a couple of things now that I've passed through my trough of poopiness and I'm like, meh, I don't like it. And you're not going to convince me to like it. Yeah. Really rich image there, by the way. Trough of poopiness. Well, yeah, you're that's... welcome. 
You're welcome. That's thick yeah. in its imagery. Ew. <laughs> Why do you use that word? I, I'm, I'm just piling on. That's, That's not, it. okay. Stop it. <laughs> just stop it. All right. Here's what I was going to say is yeah. that I recently had a, I got a note from old friends of mine, college friends of mine who I have, I'm, yeah, we're buddies with, but I haven't talked to them in years. They live down in LA. When I'm down there, I see them, but it's, I mean, it's just as we don't keep in close contact, but I yeah. so love them. And they texted me and said, Hey, we'd love to video chat with you sometime. Cool. And we made a date and we had a two hour long Whoa. chat, like catch up. How are you? What's going on? What's going on today? How was what? Just like easy, easy to get back in touch. And they said, you know, it's funny now that we're zooming all the time, we realize we can connect with people. Mm-hmm. It makes us recognize that we can connect with people that we don't see all the time, but that mm-hmm. we really love. She goes, you know, we could have been doing that before. Right. I mean, there's nothing that was stopping us from doing that before, but it takes this thing to shift mm-hmm. our patterns enough to give us fresh eyes on things and to, to make mm-hmm. us realize what, what, what we've got and what we're capable yep. of and what we, what our options are and our possibilities are. And that reminds me of other improv advice, which is notice your patterns and break them. And the mm. world is forcing us all to break our patterns right now. And that is mm-hmm. both uncomfortable and frustrating. And it is also there. It, 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 it's healthy. It's healthy. Yeah. And there's, and there's, we, if we can put that view on it of, Oh, well, when I break this pattern, this is what happens. And when I break mm-hmm. this pattern, this is what, ha- this is what happens. And, for better and worse, it's not, you know, mm-hmm. but if we put that sort of exp- scientist observer brain on of like, oh, right. look at what my life looks like now. That's interesting. Yeah. For me, it's like, well, that's interesting that I am falling asleep on the couch almost every night. And I love that this can show us both sides of our behaviors, of our patterns, right? So one of the things I've been noticing this week is how much I miss traveling. Mm-hmm. So I'm also aware of like, how nice it is not to travel so much. Yeah. So I've I've probably put 30 miles on my car in the last month. Yeah, me too. Right. <laughs> I'm getting, what was it, three weeks per gallon? Somebody said, yeah. and I'm, and I mean, uh, so that's cool. Like, okay, I don't need to travel as much. And I don't think I, I don't think I will. Right. And I'm also aware of how much I love to travel. Kind of itchy. And kind of itchy. I'm like, I want to fly to Alaska. I want to, whatever, go to uh, the Galapagos. And I think that when I do, I'm going to have this different appreciation for like, oh my God, I just you know, went 3,000 oh, miles in six hours. Like, yeah. what is crazy? Yeah. Uh, and so it's kind of both sides of it. Like, I don't need it. And when I do choose it, there's going to be more appreciation for it. Yeah. Yeah, it is pretty wild how small my world has gotten. Yeah. I like I look across to the hills, of South San Francisco, and I, like, I haven't even been that far. Yeah, right. It's like really wild. Like, my my visual field from my window, I haven't traveled that far. Right. You know, it's kind of crazy. So, all right. Well, all right. I think that's a that's a good little good little uh, what's the word? Little grab bag of considerations. Yeah, for a little fourth anniversary grab bag. Yeah. Anything you want to say about? Uh, Four years, taking in, taking in monster baby for four years. I've got a toddler now. It's pretty well. Yeah, it's a monster toddler. I. It's yeah. It's it's cool. Yeah. It's cool and it's fun. I like 
I like talking about life stuff. And it's nice that there are folks out there who like to listen to it. Right. It's so cool. I love having things that have some longevity to them. So much of my life has been transient. And like I do this for two years, I dabble here, dabble there. So to have something that continues for four years is kind of like, all right. Cool. Feels like a little accomplishment. Yeah. And of course, it's been super fun to to grow and and learn all this stuff with you, Lisa. Yeah. And like my life is, this is part of why I came to California. Not that we had this in mind specifically, but this sort of thing. Yeah. And then it became the book. And so that has now shifted so much of what I'm doing. But I also love that aspect of that you all who are listening are out there, peopled around the planet. And somebody wrote us this past week and said, started listening from Columbia. And like, it's just trippy. Yeah, trippy. It's super trippy. That y'all are listening. And it's so cool. And it feels like such an honor. Such an honor. Yes. And, uh, and it's really fun that way. And so when you participate or you let us know that you're listening, it's, it's this real lift That's like to a, the spirit. So it's like a rush. Who knows how long the monster baby will continue on, but Hey, we, uh, we got to our 80th episode in four years. So 20 per year. It's also satisfying. It is. That it's we have satisfying. kept a pretty solid. Pretty decent clip. Yeah. That feels pretty good. Yeah. yeah the, uh, you know, the, takes a pandemic to kind of crank out a few more than normal because <laughs> what else are we going to do? Actually, there's plenty to do. Right. But it's also trying to make sense of all this shift. And I know I've appreciated our conversations for helping me make sense of what's going on. Yeah. Hopefully it's good for other people too. Yeah. So I liked, I like this. Let go, notice more, use everything. Let go, appreciate more, use everything. Appreciate more, use everything. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. a nice little... If you, uh, if you want to follow Patricia's blog, you can go to improvwisdom.blogspot.com. Improvwisdom.blogspot.com. I'm sure she'd be happy to have you following along. Yeah. So All right. So All right, Lise. Let's let him go. Great to hang with you. Yep. People, thanks for listening. Thank Love you. you. Thank you so much. Be, be well. Be well. Until the next time. baby podcast four years of podcasting delight (laughs) we're coming at you on an average of one every two weeks or so but a little bit less than that just a little bit less because otherwise we'd have more 26 times four (laughs) (laughs) should be 104 by my calculation (laughs) okay Uh, Thanks for listening, everybody, to our fourth anniversary. um, We're so musically adept. Fourth anniversary podcast episode. And yeah, I don't know. I realize that so many of our episodes right now are about just how we're handling this. And sometimes I'm like, oh, God, do we need to, are we, is this too much? But at the same time, it feels like. Well, as we talked about on the episode, it's like, this is a pretty freaking big deal. Yeah. And trying to make sense of it is hard work. And playful work and you know so I, i'm all right with our sticking at it and <laughs> i think i think people will stick with us and and if y'all listen and we're like enough you can let us know i mean they just, by they, writing they, to us 
at info at monsterbabypodcast.com. Yeah, you can always email us, guys. You can email us. Um, yeah, yeah, totally. So uh, anyway, thank you to Patricia Ryan Madsen again. Big thanks. Uh, your inspiration is steady and uh, lovely and you, powerful. So Ubiquitous. Ubiquitous. Your work is suffused through our beings. <laughs> yes. uh, so anything, we got uh, shows coming up at Bass. As always, Friday and Saturday nights, people can go to improv.org and follow along. Yeah, I'm also doing a storytelling show tomorrow where I talk about how improv is the closest thing to a religion I've ever found, which is interesting. Uh, mm. Clearly, this is not going to be out by the time that happens, but I will report back on it next next time. Cool, nice. And and then I'm still uh, I'm doing a few playful mindfulness gatherings on Sundays. We've done a few. Yeah. Been great. And last week we had about 30 people show up and we talked about resilience and resurrection on Easter Sunday. So that was kind of fun. Super cool. We're doing an, another one Sunday the 19th. I'm hoping this gets out by then and maybe you'll have heard it by then. But if not, just come to the Playful Mindfulness page on Facebook and you'll get the news as they as they come out. But it'd be great to have you there. Yeah. So Awesome. Thanks for listening, everybody. Amen to that. And uh, be well, stay safe. We love you. We'll catch you next time. Ciao.